Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is sponsored by Gamefly. Listen! Welcome to NVC episode 423, live here from IGN Studios in San Francisco. If this is your first time watching NVC, shame on you. Remember, <laughs> you can watch this every week, Thursdays, 3 p.m. PST, and then you can download the uh, podcast via iTunes and audio format and find us on YouTube the next day uh, at Nintendo Voice Chat. I, uh, I brought my friends along to talk All about right. Nintendo today. Yes, I have Casey DeFritas. Hey. The great Brian Altano. Hello. And all the way from IGN's London studios. Hello. Yeah. Daniel Cooper. Yeah, I, this is the first time doing live stuff. I usually do live stuff, but we then tape it and then put it out later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, we had to. Hmm. Yeah. We, all right. We, <laughs> so you, of course, star in in uh, in, in the popular show uh, Prepare to Seinfeld. Try. Seinfeld. Yeah. Prepare uh, to Try, yes. which I hear you guys actually record for 20 hours and then you edit it down I to think, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's the most kind of efficient show we do at iGen in terms of ROI. Um, it takes us about 20 hours to do one episode. Is that true? Um, really? Yeah, because they die. So um, they one time die. we did um, Lawrence in Bloodborne and that episode, we one day we literally filmed for 12 hours straight. Okay, oh. I and we start like in the afternoon and we do it into our own time. We left the office midnight. So when yeah, you I was when, making a joke, but so, so when you when you beat a boss in one of those games, my that, tears are real. Yeah, that's a you can't legitimate. Pay that. We were in that we were in that studio for two days as three guys and it smells and I want to get out of there. Oh um, my god. Yeah, that's why I cry sometimes. Oh, that's wow. amazing. Yeah. All right, let's start the show. If you are joining us live here in the chat uh, on IGN, uh, know that you can ask questions. We'll be getting to the questions at the end, but if you have an amazing question now, just pop it into the chat and someone will get it and uh, send it back to me at the end of the show. So don't hesitate to uh, to pepper some questions in there. Plus, you can get answers from some uh, wonderful other chatters. So we were originally going to do a reaction episode to Nintendo's uh, direct stream that was scheduled for 3 p.m. today, our regular start time. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, due to the earthquake in Hokkaido, Nintendo... Um, uh, canceled that stream. Now, mm -hmm. you should know that Hokkaido is all the way up here uh, in, in Japan and uh, Nintendo's headquarters in Kyoto are actually 600 miles uh, far away. So obviously they, they canceled this out of respect for, uh, you know, people who were killed in the earthquake and people are still missing at this time. And, you know, I, th I think it's a it's a wise decision to delay that. Right. Right. We 
we actually have uh, in the Nintendo voice chat fan group on Facebook, we actually have a, a fan who lives in Hokkaido. Yeah, which was really interesting to read this morning. Uh, you can join the Nintendo voice chat podcast forums on Facebook. It's one of the last few good things on Facebook. So <laughs> go join that. Uh, Rachel Khan, NVC fan, says, Hi, guys. NVC fan and resident of Hokkaido here. I see a lot of people are upset about the cancellation of the Direct. That was actually surprising. I didn't think it would ever be a thing I would see. For instance, my boss called me to ask if I could work today, even though the sidewalk outside of my building sunk into the ground. That's how much the show goes on here. That's that Japanese work ethic, you know? Mm -hmm. So for Nintendo to change their schedule, it's a pretty big thing. It felt like the rest of Japan was really concerned and worried for us here in Hokkaido, and I won't lie, it was a little heartening to think that Nintendo cared enough to do that, even if you want to be cynical and say it's pretense or some ulterior motive. It's something at least. The power went at 3 a.m. while the ground was shaking. It's after 11 p.m. and nearly all of Sapporo City is in the darkness, save for the constant flashing of ambulances rushing to help injured and at-risk people. So yeah, to the people unaffected by this event all around the world, it's enraging to think that Nintendo has inconvenienced you because you plan to watch a direct and it didn't happen. But I can't begin to explain how inconvenient it is when a deadly earthquake strikes a country and wipes out power for millions of people on an entire island. Anyway, let's all watch the direct together when the lights come on. Yeah. Uh, and the direct will be uh, September 13th. That's so, the, that's the rumor date. We don't yeah. know that yet for sure. Exactly. To point out that like, this isn't live. The, the, yeah. the direct's mm -hmm. all like, pre-recorded. It's ready that's to right. go, so they can yeah. drop it at any time. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And so that's, you know, I feel some much-needed perspective from from Rachel. So uh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, video games are good escapism from reality, but it takes reality to create video games. So... Um, don't forget that people make the things that you enjoy. They don't just materialize out of thin air. And uh, we only knew about this direct like two days ago, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, I, I mean, it was. It was. I was happy that it appeared on our radar because it means we can be super lazy with the show and just react to things. Yeah. And then, you know, as it as it got moved, uh, obviously we had to put together a real run of show. Yeah. Um, and that means uh, this week we'll be talking about the latest Nintendo Switch news about some of the uh, some of the best games that came out on the on the Switch and also the 3DS. We'll take your questions at the end. But before we get to all of that, we are going to give our predictions because now we actually have the time as to what will be in the Nintendo Direct when it uh, finally airs. And again, September 13th is a rumor date. We don't know that yet. It could pop up on Monday or, or mm -hmm. any other date. And so I wanted to um, ask you guys, first of all, there was a leak. Um, you know, one of uh, a, a Twitter user named Electric Video Gamer spotted that Nintendo's official site in the kind of the related game section was listing the next Yoshi game for Switch as Yoshi's Crafted World. So... Um, you know, a couple of people um, uh, spotted this and uh, screen captured this. I didn't see it myself. Yeah, mm -hmm. we haven't been able to replicate it, but because yeah. they've taken it down. Mm -hmm. right. 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 Seems pretty plausible yeah. given the theme of the game. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. like that name? I, I was saying to Cooper right before the show started, I wish it was Crafty World because it yeah. kind of sounds like Willy World. Uh -huh. There's a little more like roll to it, but um, I don't know. I think it's cool. Th that means that we're going to get some concrete information about this game soon. Uh, it's been a while and it's they've been kind of quiet about it. They're quiet during E3 and they sort of said, off to the sidelines. Hey, we're still working on it. You know, it's taking its time. You know, it'll it'll be there when it's when it's here. So the name so, also gives me the sense that crafted world instead of crafty. It sounds like you will have something to do with making the world as you go. Hopefully, mm. was well, a similar kind of look and yeah. feel to Tearaway, like mm -hmm. that kind of arts and crafts kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Right. But in Tearaway, 
they really took advantage of like the cameras on the Vita where you could put like customized textures. I remember my favorite thing about that game is when you use the touchpad on the back of the Vita, your yeah. fingers pop through into the world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It'd be yeah. cool, like you were saying, if they lean into that a little bit more. That would be really interesting. Sure, so, yeah. HD Rumble and maybe the IR pointer and stuff like that. There's a so lot of cool stuff you can do. Obviously, this leak makes predictions a little easier, at least for one title. But I wanted to go through and first start with Switch games. Now, the presentation will be 35 minutes long. That's actually pretty long considering that we just got a direct filled with indie titles, mm -hmm. which suggests that... You know, this will focus a little bit more on the, the kind of bigger titles, main titles, likely for Q4 of this year, but maybe there's something beyond. So I want to start with you, Casey. What do you oh, think man. we'll see for Switch uh, in the Direct? <laughs> well, so something that some people on Reddit noticed is that the Collector's Edition Smash controller, the Pro Controller, was actually moved up to a release date of September 28th on BestBuy.com. And then that was yesterday, and today it was moved back to its original December release date. And I wonder if they prematurely changed the date, expecting the direct to go through, and might they might announce a Smash demo? Oh, a demo! I see. And that's why they up, um, moved the controller up. And I also think that you know, that's a good idea. We all don't think there is a need for a Smash demo, but if Smash demo came out and you could only access it if you got the Nintendo Online services. <laughs> My you're, so you're <laughs> smart. This is good detective work. Damn, that's good. I, I feel like oh, I've just I've also just in, down the game. I like incentivizing that <laughs> with a physical purchase in yeah. a store mm -hmm. is even smarter because then they're getting your money everywhere. Mm -hmm. Man, that's smart. Are also going to have smash demos at Best Buy as well. Mm. So I don't know. I'm just being a conspir conspiracy. Yeah, look, I mean, no, I love that. <laughs> they have a history of doing these test fire events mm -hmm. where they test out the games on on live online servers. Well, it's yeah. it's very rare It'd be that a cool date for it. Like you know, it's it's. I've seen a lot of games can f figure out a way to sort of eventize a demo, uh, but it's very rare that they also get me to purchase a peripheral. Mm -hmm. And this is, I feel like, something that would that would do that. Yeah, yep. which is really cool. You don't really buy a controller for a demo, but, but maybe you, you would now. Would for Smash if you don't have a pro controller mm -hmm. yet. Ryan, I don't know what to tell you. I think I would. Oh, I know you yeah. would. <laughs> I think a lot of people would, even if they have all the pro controllers in the world. Like I still don't have a wireless pro controller. Yeah. So what? Yeah, okay. I know. I have wired ones. Oh, you should. And especially this one that looks like a, a Dalmatian puppy. Um, <laughs> and I will keep saying that. Pear, you have like every Joy-Con ever made, but what? where do you stand on collecting uh, pro controllers? I'm not as dedicated to that because it's not like you're, you're, you're theming your system on the go, but right. I do happen to have all the pro controllers. <laughs> <laughs> total no, total coincidence. I don't collect them all, except no. I do collect them all. <laughs> Four-player four team. You know, I yeah. needed some for my kids, and so it was uh, more fun to get yeah. like the Xenoblade and the Splatoon you know, ones. It makes, it makes more sense when you have more people at home. And right. Then. That way, if like somebody has like really nasty, stinky fingers, you can say, all right, the Xenoblade one is yours from now on to the end of the day. I do that with my GameCube controllers. Yep. I have a white controller and no one else is allowed to use it except for good. me. Oh, good. That's a good Any parent out. knows if you have a white controller, it'll be a brown controller if you don't oh, yeah. keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. yep. So awesome prediction. What about you, Brian? Switch. For Switch? What will we see? Uh, can I just... Can I can I say something that I just want to be willed into existence? Okay, willed into existence. Some of my predictions as well. Okay, yeah. good because I I hate doing predictions because I've never been right about one ever mm. in the history of this job. But the great thing about making predictions is people forget. That's true, and they remember the ones you get right. That is very. Oh yeah, you're. <laughs> Man, you're so good. And you just um, incite false hope in everyone. Yeah, I want a uh, Link's Awakening remake. For Nintendo Switch. So just like that, you just yeah. just you I just, just willed want that into yeah. existence because we've had we haven't had a Zelda in a while. 
And um, I've never heard you speak about Link's Awakening. It's, it's a really any... good game. You guys should check it out. It's no, it's it's my favorite video game of all time. That or I really think um, porting the 3DS Majora's Mask and uh, Ocarina of Time to Switch mm-hmm. is something that we're going to hear about soon. Yeah. That's yeah, Link's Awakening. Like, are you envisioning kind of 2D style, but like more Link to the Past, like re- yeah, redrawn? Yeah, probably in the Link Between Worlds engine. Because it's a one-screen game with like scrolling yeah. screens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have yeah. to fake borders around it, but it's okay. very interesting. What's what about you, Mr. Krupa? Well, I expected them to talk about their online service in the direct, and I thought, what better way to talk about it than showcasing a new game that uses online functionality? And recently, Bethesda has been bringing a lot of stuff to Switch and really using it. So I thought, what about Fallout seventy six being on Switch? Ooh. Well, that would be a oh. big one. Yeah. That would be a really big game wow. announcement. But yeah, like just kind of like to showcase what online means and quite being quite like ballsy with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a really big game. And like Bethesda have really gone in on the Switch recently. You know, yeah. like Doom, they brought Wolfenstein, obviously Skyrim. What about Elder Scrolls they, Online? Yeah. That yeah. would also work. Just something like that from a third party yeah. to yeah. really like showcase what they're, they're like. It's taken a long time to get an online system up and running on Switch. But yeah. don't worry. What a great statement to say the new next big right. online game is going to mm-hmm. be there right away. Oh, that man, would that be, would be huge. That would be awesome. Uh, you know, obviously, I think we all agree that Yoshi is going to be there, right? This yeah. is a game that skipped E3, and we all mm-hmm. said why. Mm-hmm. And so presumably um, we'll, we'll see more about uh, Crafted World, if, if that's the title. Um, I, I think... Uh, we will see Bay- Bayonetta 3. I feel like... Uh, also skipped E3. Also mm-hmm. skipped E3. We haven't heard anything from that team in a while. Obviously, we saw the the remakes hit, but presumably they didn't keep the team busy the entire time. It's an announced title. And then, uh, you know, there, there are a couple of uh, titles that were rumored that fell by the wayside that we haven't seen yet. And I was looking sharp at Gamescom to see if they had the Switch version at their booth, but they didn't for City Skylines. City Skylines is like a SimCity type game, and that one is uh, is in the works, but we haven't seen it yet. So I think they'll show some of these third-party titles. Um, there was a rumor around Tomb Raider coming to the platform, which to me always sounded like, wow, that must be a lot of work to get that game to run on the machine. Um, but I think they will pepper a big first-party uh, announcement or second-party announcement into the Direct. I think we'll finally see Metroid Prime Trilogy as a collection releasing this year to bridge the gap to next year's Metroid, Metroid Prime 4. Oh, man, I would love that so much. I I think if we do get that announcement, uh, it won't be this year. It'll be January, February. You think so? March. You think yeah. Smash is just Smash and Pokemon are too yeah. much? I think that, like, yeah, that and indie games and some third-party stuff, and I think they feel like they've got enough in the oven for the rest of the year. It's possible, but I, I also feel like they're very conscious of the fact that the Switch is, um, has a lot of ports. You know, we heard that another rumor was New Super Mario Brothers U mm-hmm. making it over as a port. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I think they, they'd be worried that their Q1 is going to be very port heavy. And so maybe they'll they'll add a little bit more of that uh, to the next quarter. You think when they port that game, they keep, they keep the U in it? No. <laughs> New Super Mario Brothers Switch. We all. <laughs> you all. Has there ever been a rumor of Mario Maker coming? Uh, there have been rumors yeah. about that, but just based on nothing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Other than a Mario people maker. liked it. There's going to be a Zelda maker built yeah. into the Mario Maker that you have to unlock by doing a special 
combination of things. You can't just go on TV and lie like it was. <laughs> You, like you're in a I wrote it on the second. internet. It's yeah. got to be true. Oh yeah. Does it have Monster Hunter Maker and Splatoon Maker yeah. too? It's got all of those it's things. Make. Yeah. It's got They're all totally of the makers. Totally free and available. You'll never need right to now. buy. You never need to buy a game again. <laughs> you could just make, make them, them all yourself. They pay you to play it. It's crazy. <laughs> Speaking of, also, <laughs> speak, first of all, la, the Labo vehicle kit is almost out. I assume yeah. they'll show a, a quick clip on that off that yep. as, as, as well. But you, this just reminded me that you did not predict uh, Monster Hunter game to be at the direct. <laughs> Well, Which seems, I, I mean, first of all, are you okay? <laughs> it's something, I, I really would like another Monster Hunter related yeah. thing announced on the direct. It's I, been like a week. <laughs> you play, yeah. yeah, you just talked. You just got one a week ago. 90 yeah, minutes so last here's, episode. Here's We're over here like Metroid fans. Like, we'll take anything from 20 <laughs> yeah. years ago. You're like, it's been a week. Can More? I get another Monster Hunter? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's been doing incredibly well. True. Last year, we got Monster Hunter Stories ported to the West, which had been out in Japan for a while. I really think that Monster Hunter Stories 2 will happen or a remaster of Monster Hunter Stories might come to Switch because they remastered that game for the iPad in Japan. Oh. So maybe we'll get a Monster Hunter Stories for the Switch. And since there are all these brand new Monster Hunter fans, it might do better. And by the time the Direct airs, it will have been two weeks. Yeah. Since the last Monster Hunter, fine. which is totally well, enough time. Let's shift gears and talk about 3DS for a second, because, you know, despite all of us being very excited about uh, our Switches, yep. you know, there are a lot of people who own the 3DS and are looking forward to software. And right now the lineup is, you know, September. Uh, we got a game for September with uh, Yokai Watch, a new mm -hmm. game that, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit about later. Uh, and then for December, for um, October, we've got Luigi's Mansion coming to the 3DS, the original uh, GameCube game. And then there's a hole, and there's a gap, and there are lots of people who want to play games, and they'll be, you know, eyeing what's coming out for Switch. What do you think uh, will be announced or shown in the direct for 3DS? I really struggle to think of something yeah. for this one. Yeah, like because I, I box boy four box 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 boy. I just don't know what they would. <laughs> I know this has got a huge Which install made. base, but I just don't yeah. know what they do right now because I feel like a lot of that audience has moved on. Like yeah, yeah. It, they are. I mean, they're, I think they're selling some of the special editions that are coming out now, the 2DS, I, I think are selling pretty well. Um, I think it's going to have, it'll have its last strong holiday season. You think? You know? I, I think, yeah. What do you think? Anything uh, specific? So I, th the one thing that I actually think is going to happen, maybe I'm crazy for this one, but um, 3DS doesn't have a Pokemon game this year. And Pokemon Quest launched a couple months ago mm -hmm. on Switch. I think it's super easy to bring that over there. It'll... It'll, it'll be a kind of a little bit more of a pain in the ass to kind of monetize because it's easier to buy stuff. It's a little snappier. It takes forever to buy anything on the 3DS. Well, I think if they just made it a full game and just sold it to you at a normal 3DS price and then didn't just unlock things as you progress through the game. Is, there, is it possible to do that? It. So it, the, all of the add-ons to Pokemon Quest only cost $50 total anyway. Oh. So if they just sell it at $35 and then just like come up with a way for you to naturally unlock all of the extra right. things, like that would make a lot of sense. And honestly, that game played as if it would play better on the 3DS anyway. Yeah, so. totally. I'm I, I, Look, I, I my prediction would have been a Pokemon game as well. I, I find it hard to believe that uh, Nintendo would put out Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee without some sort of lifetime or lifetime of, of Pokemon on this machine where yeah. these games have sold millions. I was thinking maybe they'll do Another something like Pokemon Stadium or maybe they'll go back with uh, Luigi's Mansion. They're porting a GameCube game. Maybe they'll do Gale of Darkness, you know, oh, yeah. like one of the, mm -hmm. the kind of the overlooked Pokemon games that were locked away on consoles before. 
before, um, and you know, use the Pokemon game on 3DS to promote that the Switch has a, a, a new remake as well. The reason I think Pokemon Quest is because it wouldn't directly compete with Switch owners who already have access to that game. Yep. Whereas Gale of Darkness would make people who own a Switch go, oh man, I got to get that too. Yeah. So, and then it would sort of split the user base a little bit. So we uh, in the in the IGN chat, uh, you can join. You know, obviously every every Thursday at three p.m. you can chat with us live. J Digital Two said a Donkey Kong would be great too on Switch. Um, yes, we, we would love a Donkey got, Kong. We did just come out with uh, tropical, tropical freeze. freeze yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's, uh, you know, I think you'll probably see Nintendo Online presenting you a Donkey Kong game that came out a very very long <laughs> yeah. time ago mm-hmm. um, with a multiplayer mode. Um, Casey Thundergiant is saying he's hoping for more information on Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch. Like I, I. Th- was thinking about whether they'll showcase that, but it's a it's a next year game, yeah. so I, I'm I feel like it's too early for them. I think we'll get a lot of extended trailers for games coming out this fall that we haven't mm-hmm. gotten an extended look at quite yet. Yeah, um, Luigi's Mansion, I'm sure we'll see more of too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did they? I, do you guys remember the, like the the sort of verbiage? Did they specify that this would be focusing on stuff released this year, or they didn't actually they, say? They didn't say anything, but they said. I mean, they did say you know games coming, you know uh, games that haven't been talked about much. Um, so because we'll I see. think I think that's pretty telling because yeah. usually they straight up say these are you know we're only focusing on this at E3 or only yeah, focusing on games. Right yeah, uh, games you'll be playing in 2018 stuff like that. So. So do you think we'll get a trailer from Metroid Prime 4 or something like one of the big anticipated games? I think it opens the window for stuff past the next three months. Yep. So that's cool. So a quick word, uh, you know, uh, Blue uh, Colwyn says, I think Nintendo will talk about Nintendo Switch Online. As you said, um, I, I think we we all agree they will. Do you think they'll show, um, they'll show games specifically? I thought, yeah, I thought like, because if... That's the really big thing that we've all been waiting for yeah. for a long, date? long we don't time. Have a date yet. Yeah, and if it's coming out September, they have said as yeah. So mid later, this being delayed yeah. is going to push it closer, obviously, towards that release date. And I thought that you know they want people to buy into the service. So I thought a lot of things in this direct will be geared around demonstrating it and making it like, yeah, I'm going to sign up day one. Right. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Like, right, right, right. Oh, I can have this game next month. I'm going to get this stuff day one once I sign up. So I thought a lot of it would be unpacking and making that seem as appealing as possible. You're totally yeah. right. This is their last yeah. big infomercial push for yeah, They know they're online. late with it I as well. That's, yeah. most, that's the most real, realistic prediction, honestly, that they're just going to do a really big deep dive into their online service. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the description for the direct did not mention it, which You're I right. thought was that interesting. Really I felt yeah. like yeah. this is the question everybody has, and they're like, we'll talk about Switch and 3DS games for 35 minutes. <laughs> Well, technically, you know, like if they showcase Mario Brothers, the original game running on the online service yeah. with leaderboards and I don't all think, that. Yeah, I don't think it has game. to be as dry as like, here is our online offering. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is how it's worked. Here's the pricing. I think you do it through illustrating it through new games. Yeah. Right. So it still seems really varied and like you've seen lots of cool new stuff. But at the end of every one, you go, you'll be able to do this online. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You have to. And we've mentioned this on this show before. But like if you're an NVC fan, you're in the know, you're in the loop, you know what's going on. But for the average kind of unformed Nintendo fan who's just turning on their Switch and playing, one day it's just going to be like, hey, uh, it costs $20 to keep yeah. playing the stuff that you've been playing for a year already. Um, and so they really got to get that message out loud and clear. And I think the one way to really incentivize the fact that suddenly you're paying something for something that was free for so long. That's a really good point. Yeah. A lot of people don't know it's coming. Like we've been looking forward to this for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people go, oh, it has this now. They'll get a notification when they boot it up one time. They go, oh. Yeah, and they don't know. I mean, the the Nintendo Online is 
priced lower <laughs> than the competitors, mm-hmm. right? It's twenty bucks a year or, or three ninety nine for for a month. Is that right? Three ninety nine. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a, a fraction of the cost and, of the and competitors. I think a lot of people don't know that yet, and they may have heard that this system is moving to a pay structure, but think it's going to be priced like uh, right. Live or PS Plus. So we'll close out this topic with uh, just a comment from hyphen eighty one from the IGN chat. I'm hoping for some exciting third party announcements like Overwatch or GTA. Mm. I think we all hope for that too. Yeah, so it I, seems I was, like a lot to ask for. Yeah, I was on a briefing call about Diablo 3 on Switch mm-hmm. with a few of the producers at Blizzard, and we were talking to them, and uh, me and Tamora for GameSpot, we were basically saying, can you put Overwatch on the Switch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were pressing them, and they were very, obviously, as you imagine, very careful with what they said. Well, Overwatch is handled by an entirely different team. But they were like, yeah, we're in, it is feasible. It's technically feasible, and they are interested in the Switch as a as a platform in general because this yeah. is the first time they've worked on an Nintendo platform for like yeah. fifteen years or something, and they want to start that collaboration again. Yeah, um, that's so cool. That'd be awesome. We all want that. So we will move on to our next topic. We're we're going to discuss some of the news stories that came out in the last week. Obviously, you know, with the direct, there would have been many, many more. But you know, some of the things uh, that uh, that happened in the last week. First of all, uh, the company you love, Nintendo, has rebranded itself to Nintendo um, because of all the things they're planning. Uh, that's because the N fell off the building. Yes. Uh, and this is, you know, J- Japan suffered an earthquake, um, but also has been ravaged by typhoons for uh, for a couple of weeks. When I was in Japan, my flights got delayed twice because of typhoons. Once, you know, hitting the south, once hitting, uh, you know, in the Tokyo region. And, you know, this one uh, passed the Kansai region, which includes Kyoto, and actually knocked the end off the building. You know, luckily, um, not, a, not a ton of damage to, to the city. Kyoto is a beautiful the city. The airport, the Kansai airport, has been closed yep. mm-hmm. for so, quite a while. So, you know, the... The, the the misfortunes continue um, with weather in Japan. This was uh, you know Typhoon Jebby. Um, hopefully that's the end of that, and you know Nintendo doesn't have to worry about uh, you know anything falling off that building and can focus on making great games for us. Um, exactly. But uh, you know there there've been some of uh, some announcements uh, out there, and one of them was R Type Dimensions coming to the platform. You guys hear that? Yeah, that's awesome. You I'm, guys, a, I'm a big old school R Type yep. fan. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of shmups on Switch, but not a ton of them are horizontal. Yeah, shmups? you know there's yeah shoot 'em ups. Shoot 'em ups. Oh That's gosh, I've never heard shmups before. <laughs> no, I've never heard anyone say that out loud. Oh my god. Well, I think it's one of those words you read on the internet and it feels weird to say. I hate shmups. saying it. It sounds like I'm with Casey. Shmup? I've never heard someone say that. You never, like never heard yeah. shmup? No. It sounds like a curse word. Like it's, it sounds like I'd be offending someone. No, if I it's like you a in New Jersey, <laughs> it is. Hey, shmup. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a collection of two great shmups, <laughs> uh, R-Type one and two, and you'll get it with the the original kind of sprite art, but you can also switch it to a more beautiful kind of like a three D ish look. And this uh, this came out, um, this remake came out in two thousand nine on the Xbox three hundred and sixty and mm-hmm. the the, the PS three, and uh, we gave it an eight point four when it came yep. out. Um, I forget who who. Uh, reviewed it but they um they actually added some features to the switch version that you couldn't find in that one one is um you know this game has a slow motion mode like if yeah you, if you're not great you can slow it down a little bit you know avoid all the bullets the switch version is for truly amazing people because it has a speed up function so you have this <sighs> fast forward no. mode which honestly is really helpful in some of the areas where you know it's just kind of like you're entering a cave and there's not a lot of stuff attacking you mm-hmm. um, but it could be a, a nice little challenge and then it has an achievement system on the switch 
So not platform level, but built into the game. Oh, and you can you can pretend that you're drunk in front of a giant arcade cabinet you, you, too. You can in fact play it on a giant arcade. We've all been cabinet cabinet if in space. You are strange yeah. and you don't want to see what's going on. You can do that. Yeah, this is part of that you know initiative when we've everyone has said port everything to Switch. They're they doing really it. Are. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. really are. Just pick an obscure game from like New 11. stuff, old stuff. What do you sure. want? Yeah. Do you want Saints Row 2? Sure, here you go. <laughs> Someone's doing well. it. Should we do this in order? Because <laughs> you're doing Night new stuff. I'm doing really old stuff. <laughs> I'm so, putting new features. You're not. <laughs> I feel like when they plan porting this, they're like, hey, there are not a lot of shmups on yeah. this system. <laughs> we need we'll get shmups. to the new releases next because there are a lot of shoot 'em ups on this machine now. So yeah. the, other, the other cool announcement was uh, Pinball FX3, which is already out on the on the Switch, uh, the makers announced that they have the Williams Bally license now. And so previously, uh, you had to use Pinball Arcade, which isn't isn't quite as good as FX3. FX3 really gets the the ball physics right. And so um, this team being able to port what are some of the most beloved tables in pinball. Like I'm sad we don't have Sam here because he. Right. I think he cried big man tears into his mustache when this happened. Yeah. Well, the interesting <laughs> thing about this is that the licenses went up, and it was for a lot of licensed games. It was like you know stuff like Terminator. Yep. And there was this kind of mad dash on the shop. I think it was June 30th. They were like, all of these games are disappearing, or the licenses are going away. So if you want them, buy them now. And you could have you had the option on Switch and other platforms to buy these packs of tables where if you have them now that's the only place to get them there until they come to FX. So there's some like probably you know what will be deemed as rare switch units in 20 years that have that whole collection underneath that umbrella and you know that's just a weird thing to do. Yep, and uh, pinball people are strange. So, I'm gonna say that. I'm so, gonna say that. I have to. I have to admit, I I haven't. I don't know all of the tables, but the big, uh, you know, the first ones they announced, uh, Fishtails, uh, Junkyard, the Getaway High Speed Two. But the one that has every pinball uh, fan freaking out is Medieval Madness. Mm -hmm. Sam says this is widely considered to be the best pinball table of all time. And so, when you uh, download FX3, you can do that right now. It's free. Um, the tables, however, are not, and usually uh, packages are like uh, ten bucks or six bucks for multiples. Some of the uh, you know standalone tables are three bucks. We'll see uh, how much these will be, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're getting that. And then uh, another announcement. So unfortunately, uh, a lot of the announcements right now, right now are not new games that mm -hmm. we're hearing about new indie games, but not um, <coughs> kind of like the the package software are usually ports. And uh, Lego Harry Potter is no different. Yeah. So we'll see the uh, classic um, Traveler's Tales Lego games uh, coming to the Switch with the uh, with the Potter games. And so um, I forget, was it on the Wii? It came out ages ago. Yeah, didn't yeah they it? were it on the two, Wii. Two games, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two games. So the first half of the uh, story, so uh, years one through five, and then uh, five through seven was the, the second game dealing mm -hmm. with the, the later books. These were really fun games, and IGN gave them eight and eight and a half for great. Mm -hmm. So they're great games, and you can play co-op with two people. They're super simple to get into, and there's, yep. I think there's drop-in co-op. This is, I mean, there's so much in these two packages together. That's mm -hmm. a lot of gameplay. Yeah, uh, they're good co-op games, good to play with kids, though they will make you mad when you fall into <laughs> holes over and over as Hagrid. I hope um, these sell really well so that they consider porting Lego Star Wars to Switch because that's my jam. Yeah, Lego Star Wars. You want to play them again? I feel like I will totally play, so play them times. again, and I'll play Lego Force Awakens again. I right, love we're those gonna, games. So the upgrades will get uh, obviously better graphics than yep. uh, than on the uh, the Wii, and uh, you know presumably based on the PS4 version that already came mm -hmm. out last year. Uh, it's been announced for Xbox as well. It has yep. never come out on Xbox One, so you know they're rectifying that with the Switch uh, version coming out at the same time, and uh, all the DLC is included. So 
you know, it'll be a pretty meaty package. Mm -hmm. Then finally, uh, you know, there's been some controversy around the World Ends With You final remix, which is making its way to Switch. Yes. Do you want to let, uh, let in the listeners and viewers? Sure. So uh, the World Ends With You final remix was at PAX, and some Japanese journalists were also able to play it in Japan recently, and it's been confirmed that the Pro Controller will have no support with this game. And <gasps> I, when, I, I don't know, when I read that, I my first thought was obviously... Because, <laughs> well, if you play the game on the DS, it's all touch controls. Right. Um, so it would be odd to have the touch screen enabled with handheld mode and then to somehow have that enabled with the pro controller. Mm -hmm. And if you, they actually just came out with a new trailer in Japan, which kind of shows how both control schemes will work, either whether you're using the touch screen or with the Joy-Cons. You can kind of guess that when you're watching the footage, yeah. you can see the floating Yeah, Yeah, cursor. you can see the cursor. Yeah. So with the Joy-Cons, um, you can actually separate them and then have co-op mode. And there's drop-in co-op mode where you're, you'll play the main character, Neku, and then you'll have a friend who will play whoever your partner is at the time. And you use the buttons and the cursor to use your pins, which are your different attacks. And it looks interesting, it looks cool, and I read an article from US Gamer who was able to play the game at PAX and said it was really easy to get into and works really well. Yeah. So I'm not in the upset past, about it. I have to say, you know, when I read that, I was like, oh no, and then I was like, ah, oh, no, of course, it makes sense, it's yeah. a touchscreen yeah. game, but mm -hmm. uh, the, I haven't seen the pointer controls pulled off that well on yeah. the Switch, compared mm -hmm. to the, the, the Wii. Wii U. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, I think, provides sort of an interesting dilemma for future-proofing games from this era, right? I mean, there was yeah. a while there where tons of great best-selling video games came only to touchscreens, and specifically the Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo has a long legacy of making kind of touchscreen-exclusive games to that platform. You look at stuff like, or, I mean, there's two Zelda games on that system, right? Like, how do you port those yeah. to Switch? So there's a lot of stuff that's sort of just locked into place on this one platform. And uh, I'm glad it's making its way to a modern system where it can be future-proofed a little bit. But also, to play something like that with a Pro Controller, you'd have to retool the entire well, game. I think that's, it's a trade-off, isn't it? Because if, yeah. if you had to like heavily adapt it, they might just run the like the maths on it and go, it's not worth the effort. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it's totally. not worth taking that back into development and adapting this game heavily. Right. Look at something like Phantom Hourglass. Right. Like, what do you do with that game? You <laughs> port it, and it's it's touchscreen only, or it's pointer controls only. Like, it's it's interesting. So. Yeah. No, it's a. I'm curious to see if they if they will port some of the more kind of like core 3ds touch touch screen games and mm -hmm. try to pull them off with pointer controls. Well, it's also I think because it'd be the, difficult, but yeah. the Switch is not really designed to be interactive with a stylus. You just don't think about it. it doesn't come with you know, one. About that, so the limited edition of the World Ends with You final remix in Japan will be coming with a specific stylus to use. Oh, cool. Switch. Mm -hmm. So wow. I'm wondering if we're going to get something like that, or if mm -hmm. stylus will start being sold. Are commonly in stores specifically mm. for the Switch. That kind of takes the Switch away from before it came out where they were basically mm. like, no, we're going to have this parity of experience across handheld and TV. Yeah. And I wonder as we go longer into the lifespan of the Switch whether those rules get increasingly relaxed. There's To this day, there's already still a handful of games that are handheld only that you can't play on TV. We did a, a rundown on Up at Noon, but one of them was this this game called Voz or Voas, mm -hmm. which is uh, basically a touchscreen music yeah, game. I yep. played it. And yeah, you can't play that on your TV or at least you couldn't a couple months ago. I don't it, know if they patched it. It doesn't It doesn't happen often, but yeah. you know there may be more more portable-only games. Uh, mm -hmm. Kylander from the chat says, I thought The World Ends With You was great on DS, but I just don't know what they could add to make it worth paying another $70, Aussie, 
dollars. That's from the <laughs> Aussie eShop, uh, obviously, where everything sounds more expensive. So the graphics uh, obviously haven't are updated. Yeah. All of the music is uncompressed. So, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard the World Ends with You soundtrack, but I loved it when it first came out, and it sounds so much better now that it's not compressed to fit on a DS cartridge. It, was that the only way to hear it back in the day? Mm-hmm. Or, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I, I found some illegal zip files of the music mm. online back in the day, but they were still compressed. Right, there, right, were no, right. I, there was no way that I could find it uncompressed anywhere. And now sure. they have it there. They've also composed new music. There is a whole new story featuring a new character on your side and a new Reaper, which is one of the like bad guys. And I don't know if that'll be just a day, which will be just like three hours mm-hmm. um, in game time, or if it'll be an entire week, which could be like 10 hours of additional gameplay. Right. So it's enhanced, it's better, it has co-op added to it, it has a brand new uh, story chapter to it that might kind of uh, clue us in a little bit more on this world that they created. There you go. Cool. Go go mow some lawns in this is, Sydney or Perth or Brisbane. Yeah. This is one of my favorite DS games I've ever played. So if you haven't played The World Ends With You, you should definitely, definitely get it on the Switch. Nintendo Voice Chat is sponsored by Gamefly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. Gamefly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want with no late fees or due dates. Ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back, and they'll send you the next title on your list. That means you can get Mario Odyssey, collect all 999 Power Moons, visit Peach in Every Kingdom, and place an impossible-to-find Luigi Balloon before swapping games. It is awesome. And now Gamefly is offering movie rentals as well. Today, every Nintendo Voice Chat listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to Gamefly.com slash voice chat. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com slash V-O-I-C-E-C-H-A-T slash voice chat. Check it out. Awesome. There are a couple of uh, games that actually already came out on Switch that we wanted to talk about um, in in previous years and and kind of skipped over um, that I wanted to just spend a minute on. Uh, The first one was Freedom Planet. Yeah, um, that one snuck out. If you guys aren't familiar with that, that was a uh, that's a game from Galaxy Trail that came out, um, I think almost almost four years ago. Um, you know, yeah, in 2014 team in Denmark, and basically, it's kind of the Sonic game you've always it was wanted. very familiar. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, once you start playing, you're like, oh, I get it, it's Sonic, and that's because it started as a <laughs> fan project, as a Sonic fan project, and then you know the developer decided, hey, I want to make this my own IP, and so when you see it being played, you have uh, three characters that you can play at uh, as they're all you know a- animals. Um, it will feel so familiar uh, in just kind of like the speed and the feel and the enemies and all the the moves you can do, um, <laughs> but it's very lovingly created. I, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I wish the levels weren't quite that long. I mean, it lends itself to really running fast and not right. stopping a lot. But like the levels can be very very long. No, it looks really cool, and all of the the three main characters are all females, and the main character is a dragon. Yep. There's a basset hound and a cat that rides a motorcycle. There's a dragon that has a plane. Yeah. You uh, would do really well to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> All those things sound great. No, it sounds awesome because it is. And look, the dragon fights with her hair. Like, it looks cool, <laughs> As man. As dragons usually yeah. do. No, I I yeah. watched the trailer for this game. There's also voice acting in it, and it actually sounded pretty good. It's fully voiced. Yeah. yeah every character, every line is spoken. It has these cutscenes all, like, rendered in 2D. And, like, the sounds sound like the Genesis, too, which is really, really cool. To be fair, the, the Sonic games had voice acting, too. It had that guy saying Sega at the beginning. Oh, that's well. Right. So, that was, <laughs> wow. That, that's actually uh, is Sonic saying that. Is it? Yeah, that's a little known fact. Really? Really? 
It know. sounds like four people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of the Sega cast. So, so there was a there was another game though that we skipped. Um, that's Kira Blaster. Which oh you yeah. Played. Uh, so speaking of sort of like two D action platforming games, um, I really love this game. It's called Carol Blaster with a K. It's from the creator of Cave Story. Uh, which I'm sure all of you have played by now. It's been ported to Switch and Wii U and 3DS and everything. Um, this game is a little less Metroidvania and more of a sort of straightforward action platforming game. Is that allowed, a game that's not a Metroidvania on the Switch? There were some problems at QA, but they finally did let it on the eShop. Um, so that's good. It's not a shmup and it's not a Metroidvania, so they, it was tough to get it on there. Hey, but this game... Blardo11 uh, from the chat suggested that we add a rule to the uh, to the NVC drinking mm -hmm. game. Uh, drink every time Brian says shmup. So just so you know. Great. Shmup, shmup, shmup. Yeah, drink it up. There. Um, so Carol Blaster stars a frog with a gun, and uh, he works for a company that's basically like an extermination company, I think. And he gets jetpacks, and he, he gets to go underwater and fight all these bad guys. And it's really cool. He, it's... It's, there's something off about this game, and I don't mean that in like a gameplay way, because I think the gameplay is rock solid. I think everyone in this game looks like they're in pain, <laughs> um, including the frog. He's just got this very <laughs> flat. Like they didn't cartoonize him really. He's, he's just got this dead. Looks kind of miserable. He's yeah, just like just, different to it. Yeah, it, I really he smiled love it. for a second when he got a jetpack. I think. Yeah, I but think I would. I think he's compensating for something with those guns because I, I mean, as a frog, he should be able to, you know, exterminate those insects with his tongue. That's true. Yeah. He's not using that it. That is true. Uh, so this game is level one. Still there. It's got really fun bosses, uh, and it gets pretty tough. I think it's like ten bucks, and you can you can fly through it in a couple hours, and it's just totally rock solid. I played it on not, iOS. Not as good as Cave Story, but but worth playing. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's totally kind of a different a different direction yep. than Cave Story. It's not as long, but I yeah I, I actually really like it. Cool. Yeah, check That's it out. That's awesome. So those were those were two games we we skipped. Um, but the Switch never stands still. There are way too many games out this week. I just don't even know what to do. With Twenty twenty two new games. No, I don't want to say new. Twenty two games came out. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them were were ports or re releases. Um, but twenty two new titles that you can download from the eShop or or buy on cartridge. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we did, we went through the list and we kind of culled it down to our favorite games, uh, the games that either look the most promising or that we've spent time with on other platforms. So there are a couple of other games that we were not going to get to, like um, Lifeless Planet. Um, Which I know, just started. Looks interesting, yeah. but tr didn't get a ton of good reviews when it first came out. NBA 2K19, as of us sitting down here, we haven't gotten a, a copy of the game yet on any platform. Obviously, it's a great franchise. Gone Home, we talked about. Uh, Dust and Elysian tri Trail, um, all games that are uh, coming out. But what we will talk about are three shmups. <laughs> well, we'll talk about uh, one they a little bit more. Is there a difference between a shmup so, and a bullet hell? So, no, the bullet wow. hell games are shmups, but yeah. um, they but are, are but not all shmups for bullet hell. Are people That's playing right. this drinking game right now? Because yeah. I'm really worried. For yep, <laughs> yep. We're real, and it's the middle of the afternoon where we are. If so. the and switch you have to drink schnapps. If the, <laughs> with schweps. Nice. Ooh, delicious. So, if, if this week is any indication, shooting game fans definitely don't, uh, are not wanting of games. So, we have uh, Full Blast which is this 80s-inspired uh, game with two-player co-op. We have Azure Reflections, which uh, already came out on the PS4, now made its way to the Switch. All of them 
games, uh, top-down uh, scrollers with lots and lots of bullets uh, on on screen. But the one that caught our attention out of that bunch was Shikondo Soul Eater, and it's the rare Korean game that uh, makes it out to the the Switch. Uh, ironically, it uses Japanese style art, so mm -hmm. um, you know it's based kind of like in Japanese mythology, and you get like the kind of Hanya. You saw those uh, weird like devil masks, and uh, you know you get no masks, and a lot of like uh, kind of uh, Japanese inspired art in the background mm -hmm. um, it's awesome i have no idea yeah. what's going on I, I think they do a really good job with the borders in this game there's a lot of uh i don't want to say the word again shoot em up games that yep. come to switch where they just kind of put black bars in the side uh -huh. or some sort of generic pixel art um this looks really beautiful yeah it has some really kind of creepy cool big uh big boss battles in it mm -hmm. and the hook with this game it's a little bit like Ikaruga if you guys remember you had the black and white mechanic in yep. this one you build up your special if you fly close to the bullets so oh. the idea is to get as close as to possible death, yeah. to the many many bullets on the screen so it shouldn't be too hard <laughs> um, and then you build up your special and you can unleash it in, in a giant attack so yeah, a pretty cool game that and I it, think it has nothing to do with the anime Soul Eater. Just if anyone was wondering not that, the, not the same. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there are a couple of other games. There's uh, the the one to get the award for most original title is Ziggy a Fart for Melusina, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a, a Ghosts and Goblins like kind of platformer um, featuring a farting knight. I thought you would want to play it. I haven't played it yet, so I, don't I know actually did play good. a little of this game. Uh, of course you have. Um, the, this <laughs> this sort of it feels a lot like an iOS game. I didn't do the research on, on if it is, but okay. it feels like one. Um, it's short, bite-sized levels. Um, I wasn't crazy about the hit detection or the physics in this game. It's, yeah. um, it's a little bit wonky, and it is about farts a lot, which is just off-putting. But ultimately, it's a it's a kind of charming, kind of quirky 2D platforming game. If for some ungodly reason you are starved for those on Switch, <laughs> there's yet another one for you to try. Uh, it's not as hard as, as Ghosts and Goblins, so... Um, so so know. maybe that one, think twice about well, it. Yeah. Check out the videos first. But uh, let's get to some of the games that, that we really liked. Mm -hmm. uh, so one was uh, Planet, uh, Planet Alpha. Uh, this is published by uh, Team 17. It's uh, 20 bucks. Uh, we had Tina on previously on our Gamescom show um, because this was shown in playable form at Gamescom and we we're all able to, uh, uh, to get a hold of it. It's really pretty. It's uh, just a very imaginative game about being marooned on a planet. You crash land, and then the game gives you nothing story-wise. And as you as you explore the levels, usually from the left to the right, you are learning more and more about the civilization or what's going on on this planet. Mm -hmm. A lot of like big creatures. I think Tina described it as having an art style a little bit like No Man's Sky. It's that, it's that colorful, visuals. hopeful space. Yeah, like, yeah. They, yeah, kind of abstract as well. They use a lot of contrast with the colors, mm -hmm. yep. and it's really cool. Like, it's very eye-catching. Like all of the screens that we just saw were very beautiful. It's very vibrant. It yeah. didn't look like there was a ton of like conflict or enemies. Is it? Well, it looks like that's going on around you, but it doesn't look. Yeah. Like yeah. You're really much interacting with that. So that was my impression, and why I was a little worried about this game when I when I played it for the few minutes I, I got to see it at Gamescom. That it it is a little bit more puzzle based rather than action based. So you're avoiding you know a falling element or like you're jumping on a platform and it crumbles or it it tips over and you have to kind of like time your jump and get off it. But it's more about kind of learning how the world acts more than avoiding specifically like you know being very skillful at mm -hmm. avoiding something. This is a little really bit beautiful. more like a like a puzzle game. Game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy this. this yeah, doesn't it this look cool? Really beautiful. Oh, yeah, I just love the art style, and it, it does have. It's a little bit more like Journey, you know, like those games where yeah. um, it evokes a, an emotion through you exploring yes. the world. So you can see some of the. It's re those really varied as well. So mm -hmm. this is this Planet Alpha. 
Planet Alpha, yeah. And uh, you can download that on September 4th. Cool. Yeah. Wait. Which is in the past. In yeah. the past. Oh, man. You can get that right now. Check yeah, it well, out. Well, I, went, I went to sleep one day. And, and woke up, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that one's really cool. But another game that I think all of us have played uh, that has made its leap to the Switch is Broforce. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You played it? Yeah, it's a really fun game. And it's yeah. really stupid and it's got like cool characters. Like it is obsessed with 80s stupid bro action movies. Yeah. And it kind of has all its main characters are kind of like thinly veiled parodies of well-known characters. Very mm-hmm. obvious <laughs> takes like, you know, there's like fake I, Steven Seagal's and fake, fake Norris. Ellen Ripley. This game had a yeah. tie-in with the Expendables, I think. Did it? Yeah, Expendables, Expendables 3. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong. Yeah, Yeah, no, right? Yeah, they're they're definitely in the same universe. Like, this is like kind of what you imagine is happening in Terry Crews' brain at any given moment. So did you, so I played this four player with my kids. Yeah. um, On on a previous platform when when it first came out. And, it's really fun, but it's so chaotic. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can, one player hitting an explosive barrel can ruin it for everybody, and it's mm-hmm. so fast, and you can die so fast. But we had a ton of fun. It was just fun, like, when you die and you pick a new character, like, exploring, like, discovering that they have their own takes on, like, Ivan Drago and stuff. Yeah, and that, that, yeah. like, turning a, you know, a well-known illusion into a game mechanic, being the first to get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. It's a really yeah, cool idea, and jump onto it, and just go off into the distance. Yep. Yeah, and so when you're playing in everybody's player, like, no. Yeah. For clarity, this is a sort of a 2D side-scrolling action game that's way more about shooting stuff than it is so much about platforming because you can sort of terraform the environment with your guns. You can blow stuff up. You can create you know, uh, tunnels and platforms. You can also wall jump, so mm-hmm. traversal is really fun and easy. Uh, uh, if you're watching the video now, you see the character commit suicide a lot, which <laughs> happens constantly. And then uh, in single player, you kind of get to the top and uh, fight, you have to fight Satan, basically, <laughs> and kill him. Uh, but you also have to free prisoners, and you can switch to them uh, because there are other characters in the game. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. I noticed that uh, just from the little I played so far, it's it's performing pretty well on Switch, which uh, it didn't really when I first played it on PS4. Yep. So that's good to know. Um, I don't know how well it will hold up in multiplayer uh, with, mode. With all that going on, I mean, it yeah. did slow down originally. four players at the same time. Yeah. yeah, it is four, four players, mm-hmm. and honestly, we talked about drinking games, but this game is, if you have your friends over for an evening, this is absolute mayhem, super mm-hmm. fun. Yep. Uh, I think well worth the 15 bucks. Um, f- this comes from uh, Devolver, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Devolver game. Devolver uh, published it, Free Lives Made it. Really good game. Another really cool game, which I didn't get to play yet, but I think you guys have, is uh, Hyperlight Drifter. The special edition is out yeah. today. This is another very cool looking game like visually it's quite stunning it's mm-hmm. like got all these like cyan and magenta like tones and it's like kind of hypnotic and trance like but it's kind of this uh, kind of 2d action rpg and what i really like about it is kind of um quite an oblique game because you start off in the world and you have an incurable disease and you've got like explore this kind of ruined civilization for a kind of a cure but it's really indirect storytelling huh. Uh, you know, I don't want to use the example of Dark Souls, but it's a little bit like that. We're not allowed to compare yeah. things. To this is one of the first indie games that really crossed my radar in a very big way, mm. like when it first came out, which was, I don't know, when did when did this first game come out? I learned about it at a PAX East, I think, in like 2012. It's, yeah, it's already yeah, gone it's, through like PlayStation's yeah, be on PSN for free, yep. you know. 
It's mm-hmm. done the rounds. The late arrival, but it's a welcome one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the combat is like fairly challenging. You know, mm-hmm. it's about chaining attacks. You know, you slash, you recharge your guns, you get shotguns, you get sniper rifles. You know, it's not just like would fancy you, weapons. Would you say it feels sort of linked to the pasty in some ways, or well, I think like the I think the original the is the yeah. Copy, yeah, I think the original elevator pitch for it was like a bit of Legend of Zelda, a bit of Diablo. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's like I'm, there's I'm dungeons and there's bosses, and you know, there's you know light puzzle elements, but it's mainly this is like right up my alley and. For some bizarre reason, mm. I uh, I've never played it, and well, I know I know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to buy it on Switch, and then I'm gonna turn on my PS4 in like a week and realize I have it there already, <laughs> which is what I've done with so many games. Also, but, the soundtrack for it is excellent. Right, awesome. It's gorgeous too. So, I'm so into it for twenty bucks. Worth worth getting if you if you've not played yeah. it before. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, cool, awesome. Uh, another game for Switch uh, that's coming out is uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy out on yeah. September seventh. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. I don't actually know very much about this game. But I do know that it features a bunch of heroines from SNK franchises like King of uh, Fighters. Yeah. And it includes Terry Bogard, the main character of King of Fighters. Not it's, really. Uh, it as a female. The lady no, version so, of Terry. No, Bogart. the story, the canon story <laughs> is that all of these characters from the SNK universe, all of the different games they've come out with, wake up in this mansion in weird costumes and uh, Terry is wakes up and is a girl. Yeah, it, so it is him. Confused. The he official explanation like, is now. that it may have been the result of a prank. <laughs> so beware, this may happen to uh, you. Did somebody prank their clothes away too? <laughs> so obviously, um, obviously, a very titillating Japanese uh, fighting. And actually, the second one on the Switch in two weeks. We just got uh, Blade Strangers from Studio Saizensen. Um, we uh, had an NVC deep dive. If you go back to episode 417 you can uh, you, you you can see that but yeah this uh, i mean it looks really good and the SNK fighters definitely have their fans i could yeah. mm-hmm. t- i mean to be completely honest back in the age when i was playing street fighter 2 every day i couldn't get into king of fighters or Fa- fatal fury like mm-hmm. they were always being played in arcades near me and i could never quite get into it but this looks really nice like just art style wise and there you can actually you unlike unlock costumes and you can dress up your characters and take them into a, a photo mode, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, that's, but it's... That's I surprising. Think it's, <laughs> I know, right? Is it, though? But um, oh, I think it's, it's meant to be more of a fun, lighthearted, like, party fighter. Like, you play with your friends, not necessarily play it specifically for the challenge of the fighting game. Mm-hmm. I think it has, like, single-button combos mapped, so it's a little bit simplified, and you can't beat a character by landing just a regular move. You have to use a finishing move on them. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting angle. So if it's you, a lot easier. I can't like, be doing that on the tube. If, I can't be playing that. <laughs> no, do you bring that on the airplane. Let <laughs> everyone oh, on the, uh, I thought you said on the cheap. You on said the on the tube. That's yeah. your your sub. I can't be taking yes. photos on the tube. But. You don't, you're not going to put a telephone nah. on uh, my shit on Nui's head. You're not going <laughs> to do that. All right, but uh, if you're into fighting games, not just shmups. Yeah. There, uh, there are plenty of those as well, and, and more to come as we uh, as we've heard. And finally, uh, the 3DS also obviously got a new game with Yokai Watch Blasters, mm-hmm. Red Cat Corp, and White Dogs Dog Squad. And you played this, yeah? So I played this at a preview event a while ago. We put up a gameplay video, so if you look up for a gameplay video, there's some of that. But anyway, it's basically an expansion of a mode that was introduced in Yokai Watch Two, uh, called I think the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you, instead of it being a turn-based RPG, you actually take control of the monsters and go into different levels and fight bosses. And it's 
I, I originally was comparing it to like a Pokemon Rumble type game, but it's a little bit deeper than that where you can actually customize your characters and it has a lot more RPG elements than a game like Pokemon Rumble has. Like there are stats, you can give your monsters items, mm -hmm. you have different moves that you can learn and they have different abilities. Like one will be a tank, one can be a support, one will be a fighter and they have special different special moves. And you can also switch between... I think three different monsters between the three at the same time, and it's also co-op, so you can play with someone else. Nice. Are yeah. you gonna Are you gonna sing some serious time into Yokai Watch? Are you a Yokai Watch fan? I'm actually not okay. a huge fan. Like I know Jibanyan, and I know like, it has some monsters, basic and stuff. you well, you I don't know. hunt them. I know you don't. Well, you're I no, like you're no friend of monsters. I I, I really like Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just um haven't gotten super into it. Yeah. So, you and, and, I, I you and most of, most of America, actually. Yeah, I tried watching the anime, actually, and I like watched the first two episodes, and you know what really turned me off was the ending song. That's it? That's what it, it yeah. took, the ending song? Yeah, the ending. I was like, mm. it was. It reminded me of one of those four four kids, like uh, Saturday cartoons. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Like, where the lyrics are made up, and you will like them. And they, they do a specific <laughs> choreographed dance. Like, you know what I'm talking and about, right? Like when you have like yeah. these kids cartoon lyrics and it sounds like the guy just wrote them down. Oh, you mean like yeah. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles? Oh, yeah. yeah. The greatest <laughs> theme song of all time. They're awesome. Yeah, I know powerful. what you're talking about. But yeah. some of the dialogue between the adult characters in that show are actually really hilarious and funny and I, I should probably give it another chance. Okay, so, I mean, obviously there it, it's slim pickings for the 3DS right now. Yeah. Not a ton of games that, coming out. It but was that's the fun. It was game. fun when I played it, especially co-op. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love RPG systems and the fact that they make it deeper than what it appeared on the surface was really interesting to me. And there's a whole like big hub to explore and a bunch of different things to unlock. Nice. Cool. So if you like action RPGs. Sweet. Uh, again, there are 22 new games on the switch. So if you, uh, if none of these uh, tickled your fancy, go, go look in the, uh, you could look, look in the uh, <laughs> eShop. Uh, there are more, but we do, we do, Feel pretty confident that these are the the cream of the crop this week. We haven't played some of the uh, some of the other titles, but um, we, we will. I'm sure Brian by next week will have played. Them. I'll do everything I can. Uh, I'm going to go to the chat now, and uh, we're going to scroll kind of around and pick uh, pick some questions from chatters. There's uh, Ho Jaysik Films asking the question: What's your favorite Nintendo soundtrack ever? Oh man! But I think we should le uh, we should limit it not to Nintendo as in NES, but as Nintendo made game. Okay. Oh okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Any Nintendo made game. My, mine, I, I link to the past. I just uh, there's so many amazing melodies in that title that have come back in uh, in future titles, and they were orchestrated so well. And the ending song from Link to the Past that they play over the uh, the end credits is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. A recent one because it's different. Like it's more incidental and, you know, sometimes it fades out and it's contextual. And it's also, I know it's not just the soundtrack, but it's also listening to that world and how the sounds of that environment interplay and mingle with the soundtrack is really impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I really like Super Mario Galaxy. It was some of the first times they worked with uh, kind of like a full orchestra uh, and they moved away from MIDI sounding stuff. And it had, just has this really full, really well produced sound um it's not really the kind of stuff i would like listen to in my car or something like that but it's just it fits perfectly for the game it gets you really excited to play it mm -hmm. this is so hard is it, is it pokemon <laughs> no um i am having a hard time deciding between zelda games but mm. i i really love twilight princess's uh overworld theme oh yeah yes uh so i think i'm gonna go with twilight princess but Majora's mask is a very very close second yeah soundtracks 
Yeah, they, I mean, look, if you go into the Metroid series, you go into Earthbound has amazing music, the Super Mario yeah, game. Yeah, do this on Smash. Like, You've got that you box. Yeah. Well, I guess Super Smash Brothers has the got, soundtrack. Yeah. Well, because yeah. the new version, they've got that 900 hours of music that you can listen to. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly. an easy cop-out yeah. answer for mm -hmm. you. Uh, a question from Blardo11. Thoughts on Bastion coming to Switch? If you didn't see, Bastion got announced uh, the Switch version. Uh, one of his favorite indie games of all time. He can't wait to replay it. You I guys happy? I we talked about this quite a bit last week as well. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, NBC we're all very was happy, happy about, about yeah. the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good news. Yeah, that's Part of the, you know, port everything to Switch initiative. <laughs> Jay Digital 2 is asking, is Labo successful or not? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think Nintendo is a little disappointed that it didn't become a bigger thing. Right. But it, but it's, it's a positive success for them because I think schools and workshops are using Labo and it, it it's not a failure does it does fairly well right yeah it's yeah. it's it's not a failure um i it's obviously still getting support yep. uh they vehicle you know, kit coming out next yep, week a new kit coming out they added support to mario kart for the lavo steering mm -hmm. wheel or, or motorcycle yeah. thing um so yeah i it's tough to say because i don't really know it's what's not really a thing you repeat play like yeah, yeah. Build it and it's like it's okay for things to be sort of ephemeral like mm -hmm. yeah. Just because you built the piano once and you played with it for a bit, like certain Christmas presents I adore because I associate them with Christmas and I love them for two weeks and then they kind of go away. Right. But like, this doesn't mean it's not, I didn't expect to play the Labo piano for like five years. Well, <laughs> like, we have, we have an odd notion of sort of longevity when it comes to the video game industry because we don't think, generally th speaking, we think of, uh, experiences as products that we can hold on to on a do, shelf forever. And we do value for money equations. Yes, like of course. How many hours is this game? Yeah. And sometimes with the Labo equation, I think, you're, oh, that's expensive for what it is. But like, there's different ways of evaluating that. You can also that. go and play 20 bucks yeah. for a two-hour movie. If, yeah. yeah. Mm. If we all went out to dinner and it was $100 each and we had an amazing dinner and then it just, that, you know, we left. Yeah. <laughs> like that happens all the time. Uh, and I think Labo, like I really enjoyed, I loved building the piano. Yeah. I put up a video on Twitter of me, like incorporating it into my music setup, and, like adding like hip hop drums to it and stuff. That was really fun. And then I brought it into work and just put it under a desk somewhere. And that's where it lives. You, you move on. I, I mean, it's definitely, yeah. there, there are certain games like Smash Brothers that, that appeal to pretty much everyone who owns a Switch. And this was, I think, calculated to be for people like crafts and that connection to technology and like like to tinker with stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I think it did well for being that sort of niche uh, niche game. Yeah, it's also um, not had its first holiday yeah. yet. So yep. we'll see. I mean, if they if they start pushing it for Christmas, then maybe it'll, it'll get another bump. Uh uh, Kylander has a question for Krupa. Is prepared to try planning on ever doing a DS2 playthrough, or does the thought of yes. Powers trying to get through Scholar of the First Sin give him nightmares? Um, we've actually already said that. Yeah, like it's hard to tell, keep everyone on the same page, but we have announced that we are doing um, Dark Souls 2. I'm researching that at the minute and putting together episode plans, and I think we'll start shooting it in November. Nice. Or October, cool. November. Very nice. You heard it here first. Well, sorry? Back. Yes, and I think Finchy for the first time is going to be a woman. Ooh, oh. Lady Finch. Oh. Yeah, Lady Finch. It's, yeah, it's an yeah. SNK like yeah. tribute. That's yeah. very nice. Uh, question <laughs> for Brian, honestly, from Toopstar. Uh, thank you for supporting IGN by being a Prime member. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Power. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? And do you see a remake of Turtles in Time coming to the Switch? Oh, sure. Uh, it'll come to Switch because everything will come to Switch. So that's good <laughs> news. That was just announced in my own brain. Um, Raphael is my favorite turtle because he's. Uh, sarcastic and depressed and still makes it work. 
Please end the show on a better <laughs> note than that. Casey, are you a TMNT fan? I was a giant TMNT fan when I was a little kid. My favorite is Michelangelo. When I went to MGM Studios, when it was MGM Studios in Florida, I went straight to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stage and refused to leave until the show started. Wow. So Wow, that's, that's beautiful. I was a huge Turtles fan. My mum even made me a Ninja Turtles costume of Michelangelo. I have a picture of it. It's a shame this is live, otherwise we could show that. Did she paint green? As she made it all herself, she stitched it. And on the little belt buckle that said Michelangelo, that was actually a lid from a tub of coleslaw. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, send that to us for yeah. next 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 time. We'd love to feature that. That's and, amazing. Uh, speaking of next time, we have Wait, to wrap it up turtle? here. Um, uh, uh, Donatello. Okay, that's good. I, I agree with that. That's know. that's totally you. Like I didn't watch the turtles. We watched like awesome like German. He's the turtles. Yeah. They were real turtles. Awesome they, German. They walked <laughs> real life turtles. <laughs> and they walked really slowly. <laughs> they they, they walk very slowly. They live in a zoo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that is all the uh, NVC, all the Nintendo talk we have for you this week. But uh, you can of course come back every Thursday and for watch more us live talk. at three p.m. Or watch the show after it airs live. Um, if you want to ask us questions, of course, you got to join the chat uh, and and do so there. Um, if you uh, if you like to watch more shows, we also have uh, you know prepared to try uh, that Daniel is in and Game Scoop and Unlocked and beyond. You can get those shows at podcasts, find their YouTube channels, or watch them preferably, which we love you for, uh, on IGN and leave us feedback there. Um, where can people find you when you're not on NVC? Oh man, you can find me. On Twitter at ShinyKCD. Ryan? You can find me at Agent Bizzle. I'm also on Up at Noon every Thursday, noon Pacific time nice. on IGN. I forgot that one. So sorry. It's okay. Don't worry Mr. Krupa. Um, I'm at Krupa. Nice and simple. Five letters. And nice. go watch Prepare to Try. Yeah. And I'm Pear IGN on Twitter, and you can ask me questions there as well, and come back next week. Thank you so much, and get the thing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.